With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Go For It. I am your host. Lock Talk Radio. Welcome to Go For It. I am your host, Paul Gannon, for the next two hours, excuse me, 90 minutes. We'll be talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. You have an opinion, the number to call 646 727 3070. That's 646 727. 3070. You can listen to the show at blogtalkradio.com slash pcant. Send messages to the show on Twitter at GoForItCant. G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. Great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rofe. It is Hall of Fame weekend. He's out there in Canton, Ohio, just like the Hall of Famers, celebrating this class of Hall of Famers. So we're going to be joined by Willie get his thoughts on, on you know, what may be going through the minds uh, of some of these Hall of Famers as they're about to be inducted, immortalized. We're also going to be joined by Ricky Dillard, a.k.a. Padman, one of the stars of Creed, and Creed is coming out Thanksgiving. Make sure you check it out, a spinoff of Rocky. We're going to talk to Padman. Padman helped train Michael B. Jordan who will be Adonis in that particular movie. So we're going to talk to Batman about all that. And this, this guy's interesting story. In and out of prison, you know, started from the bottom. Now he's here. Trained many, you know, the, the great Meldrick Taylor, you know, Demetrius Hopkins. Uh, he's, he's trained a lot of fighters over the years. His pad work is tremendous off the charts and so we look forward to having him hey, he's a philly fighter man and you know those they know what they say about those philly fighters they're tough guys but as we go throughout the course of this show mayweather berto hate it or love it we'll talk about it uh chip kelly perception is reality we'll talk about it and, you know, we'll get to a bunch of different things as we go throughout the course of this show. Let's start with Alden Smith and the San Francisco 49ers. First and foremost, what an offseason for the 49ers. I mean, this has been the one of the worst offseasons that, that a team could ever imagine. Whether it's retirement, Patrick Willis, Chris Borland. Justin Smith, 
you know, Anthony Davis, you know, whether it's retirement or whether it's guys getting in trouble, like what happened today, Alden Smith, Alden Smith, man, he just can't get this thing right. Having a hard time getting this thing right. You know, his fifth arrest since 2012. That's a lot of arrests. And you know, he's he was arrested, suspected DUI, hit and run, vandalism. And it doesn't look good for Alden Smith. And ultimately the 49ers said, you know what? We can't deal with this no more. You gotta go. He was released. Kid is uh, in his fifth season. The kid is young, what, 26 years old? You know, 20, 25 years old. Going to be 26. So the reality is with him, he just can't keep himself out of trouble. And obviously, he has an alcohol issue that he needs to deal with. And they always say certain things, you know, in life. Either you deal with the issue or the issue deals with you. And right now, the issue is dealing with Alden Smith. Right now, Alden Smith now has to get this right. I mean, you look at Alden Smith over the years, just on the field. You know, his production, ridiculous. First two seasons in the league. 33 and a half sacks. 33 and a half sacks his first two seasons in the league. But he just started having issues after issues after issues. Arrest after arrest after arrest. And ultimately, in today's NFL, with the sheriff, Roger Goodell, you got to get this thing right. And you got to find a way to act right. What a same story. What a sad story. And here's the thing. He's going to get another shot. And, you know, you can look at uh, Junior Gallet of the, uh, the Saints. And that video that was out with him and, 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 you know, ultimately getting released by the Saints. Well, guess what? The Redskins picked him up. Somebody's going to pick Alden Smith up. Somebody will. And so it, it may have ended here in San Francisco, but I think he's going to be picked up somewhere. I mean, heck, maybe the 49ers bring him back after a year or so. He's going to get suspended. He missed a lot of, what, nine games last season? It, it just only gets worse for Alden Smith. I mean, it started DUI in 2012. You know, this was after a party going on. You know, you know even in June of 2012. You know, he faced three felony weapon violations. I mean, I mean come on. So, obviously. This guy's having a hard time. September 2013, car accident, DUI, goes into rehab. <laughs> sad. Just, just absolutely sad. 
April 3rd, 23rd, uh, 2014. You know, it, 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 having some issues at the airport. Telling the transportation people, guess what? I got a bomb. Pretty stupid. Mandy Tuff. The man needs this time to sit down. Time to get this thing right. Time to become a person. His issues now are dealing with him. You don't deal with those issues. Issues deal with you. So you got to get it right. So now he's going away from the league. You know, and he's suspended. Not suspended. He got cut by the 49ers. But you, you wonder now what, what's going to happen in terms of suspension moving forward, in terms of what may go, go on with the, the criminal side of this. So the, he's got a, a lot of things he needs to take care of before he thinks of the football field. And, you know, a lot of people – it's funny. The general manager of the 49ers, Trent Baalke, was talking uh, the other day uh, about, you know, Alden Smith growing up and, and, and maturing, becoming a better person. I guess at the end of the day, that was wishful thinking. And now, Alder Smith is, is now home somewhere, hopefully trying to think about ways to get this right. And, you know, for all you hear about, the guy's a good kid. But sometimes people get caught up, and, and right now he's caught up. And alcohol and, 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 and just not finding ways to protect himself. And then, again, 2015, with the type of money you have, with cabs, with Uber, with, with all those things, you have many options to get yourself home. You, you really have no excuse, but to, to, you have no excuse to drive drunk. We have money. We have options. No excuse. And so it, it's sad. I mean, you, you look at his coach, Jim Tomasulo, his first year on the job, and, and he's picking up a, a situation now that's very difficult. You know, whether it's the retirement, the free departures, and, you know, off the field issues or issue at this point. You know, he's got some things that he needs to 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 deal with this obviously is not an ideal situation for a first year now now funny thing not the funny thing but interesting thing right before the arrest apparently he spoke to charles haley who in some respect has been a mentor for alden smith and here's charles haley's quotes quote i spoke to him last he called me last night, but he didn't tell me anything. All I know is that the kid has a big heart. He got some things he's got to work through. I'm just mad that I couldn't help him get through it. I laid everything I've done in my life on the line for him to see the troubles that I had, and I was to be an example for him. I mean, Charles Haley had some issues throughout the course of his career. Obviously, in, in terms of on the field, five Super Bowls, 
integral parts of those Super Bowls. And, you know, I mean, he's a guy that's been some some things. And, and there's obviously a guy that can help him. He can help Alden Smith. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But Alden Smith at this point in time has been cut by the San Francisco 49ers. Another different loss for the 49ers. But the most important thing here, we could talk about the 49ers on the field, but the most important thing here is Alden Smith here and, and him getting his life right, getting his life in order, and becoming a better man, better person. Time will be the judge whether he can do that. that. He's young enough. He's most definitely young enough. And so being that he's young enough, he has that time, that chance, that opportunity. Football, if he cleans his life up, probably still will be there. If he cleans his life up. And that seems to be a tall order right now for Alden Smith. So we'll see what happens with Alden Smith. Let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles. And Kelly, he has a perception problem. Um, you know, whether, you know, it's Sean McCoy talking about and essentially accusing him of being a racist, whether it's Trey Thomas who felt there was, a, you know, said who felt that some players felt was a, a hint of racism in, within that Eagle locker room. And, you know, so obviously the situation with Riley Cooper, when Riley Cooper used the N-word at the Kenny Chesney concert a couple of years ago, Chip Kelly sent him away for a weekend, and they ultimately decided to keep Riley Cooper, despite all those things that he said. You know, he's got to thank his lucky stars that Michael Vick, that Jason Avant stepped up for him. and and. and for him because if it wasn't for those guys you know uh, uh, Riley Cooper might be out of the league and to me that would be a tragedy because I don't think we should should hold that against them those comments some of those comments were vile those comments were wrong obviously those comments should never be said in public and ever ever and the thing about Riley Cooper not to go back to that situation, but you know we, we talk about now. A lot of people talk about now the difference between using the A at the end of the N word and the ER at the end of the uh, N word. They say if you use A, it's a term of endearment. You use ER, it's a negative thing. Well, guess what? Rather used ER. He used ER. He didn't use A. He did not have it out there. So with that being, you know, you, you, here's what I said at the time. When that whole situation went down, then it's up to Chip to determine whether or not Riley Cooper's production is worth the possible distraction. Well, he produced that following season. 
obviously scars remain. And and I think in hindsight, if if Chip Kelly had to do it over again, he probably would have let Riley Cooper go. Because now there's a perception issue. The belief that, you know, and here's the thing about perception. Perception is reality. So how it's perceived is how people believe. There is no reality in perception. Only perception. And so that being said, and focusing on the perception side of things, you know, Riley Cooper being still being here. Deshaun Jackson not being here. But Riley Cooper still here is cause for question. It's cause for question. And you look at the whole situation with Deshaun Jackson and the productive season that he had, the numbers that he put up before he ultimately was let go with no compensation. No compensation whatsoever. You look at that, and you say, well, Deshaun Jackson's not good for culture. Deshaun McCoy's not good for culture, but Riley Cooper is. Obviously, that, that, that as, you know, calls into question. Chip Kelly, this is your team. This is your right. And I think I think we can argue ultimately had a good season. Ultimately signed that new deal, five years, 25 million. But ultimately, I, I think it caused a rift within the locker room. There's a rift within that Philadelphia locker room. There's an issue. An issue. There's an underlying issue. Now, first and foremost, do I believe Chip Kelly's a racist? No, because I have a difficult time, and it's not obviously not out. It's not impossible, but I have a difficult time believing that Chip Kelly can be racist and have to go into the, as the Oregon coach go into homes of many black kids and try to recruit them, or you know, having the coach and deal with 70% of, of the NFL black, it would be very difficult for you to be a racist and to be able to manage that. Well, you can argue Donald Sterling, who is a racist. We can argue that, well, Donald Sterling owned the Clippers and the NBA 78% black. So you can argue that, well, Donald Sterling did it, but I would counter that and say Donald Sterling didn't have to deal with the guys day in and day out. He didn't have to directly deal with the players day in and day out. And so I don't think Chip Kelly's a racist. I think Chip Kelly made a mistake. You know what that he made? The mistake he decided that Riley Cooper, his production 
was worth the possible headache. Now there's a perception issue. You know that that's a there's a perception issue right now. You know Brandon Boykin, he was the latest as he walked out the traded to the Pittsburgh for a fifth round pick, conditional fifth round pick. Well, he's the latest. You know he 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 texted Derek Gum of Comcast Comcast Sportsnet, excuse me, and, and talked about Chip Kelly being quote uncomfortable around. Of our culture, of African American culture. He's uncomfortable. He ultimately clarified those comments. He just saw, he said at the end of the day, Chip Kelly has a hard, hard time, excuse me, a difficult time relating to players. And that's always possible. Because if, in fact, he is a football genius. Football geniuses in general may have difficult times uh, interacting with others. So, you know, it's a perception issue. I don't think it's a race issue. I think it's a perception issue. And perception is reality. And he has to figure out. And I think he he has to look back and say, Michael so Michael Vick came out and supported Riley Cooper, even though Jason Vaughn came out and supported Riley Cooper, that it may have been a mistake. It may have been an issue, a mistake, ultimately Riley Cooper. Especially when you get rid of a guy like Deshaun Jackson, who had his best pro under you. And I'm not saying Deshaun Jackson may have been the easiest guy to coach. But what I'm saying is he produced. And say, well, he got rid of Jackson, McCoy, didn't re-sign Jeremy Macklin, got rid of a bunch of different guys. But I'll say to you, he replaced McCoy with Murray, DeMarco Murray. He got rid of Nick Foles, bringing in a guy, Sam who I believe has some Indian descent, has some Indian in him. Um, so he also got rid of Evan Mathis, who a guy who was not happy with his contract. And that may have led to his release. He was none too happy. Who didn't Evan Mathis participate in the games and the mini camps. So you, you just you look at the situation with, with Chip Kelly. I think at the end of the day, he, he has to acknowledge, he won't publicly acknowledge this, but I think it's safe he made a mistake. He made a mistake. He, he chose and believed that Riley Cooper was contrite, was, was a, a guy who was remorseful. What happened? I, I, don't, know, I don't know Riley Cooper, but I saw the video. And what I saw in that video was vile. I, I saw in that video, if I closed my eyes, I would think, you know, you're, you're some redneck from the South was a big racist. You know, I'm going to beat up every N-word in here. Come on. Where did where, where, that come from? 
And, and so with that being said, I said at the time, like I said, if, if Chip Kelly was worth the book, if there was any issue, I would have got rid of him. I wouldn't have wasted any time. I would have got rid of him. I, I would have just moved him on. And no, no, I most definitely would not have given him five years, $25 million. Didn't think he was all that great. And we, you know, go back and look at that season that he had, his best season in that Chip Kelly offense. His best season when he had Deshaun Jackson on the other side of him. And, you know, Deshaun Jackson, what he does in terms of drawing attention to himself, his abilities, his, his ability to get downfield and make plays is definitely going to draw players to him, safety help to him. So you look at for season in, in 20, and ultimately that paid coming off the, the N-word issue with him. You look at his stats, and you look at he had one, two, three 100-yard games that pop out to you, that stand out against Tampa. And, you know, where he had six – or not ten, not six. Where he had uh, four receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. And then you go to another 100-yard game against the Raiders. That was his big game. Uh, five catches, 139, three touchdowns. And then the Packers, he came back, three catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Other than those three games, there were some pedestrian ones along the way. Um, week one gets the Raiders two fourteen yards, and he got off to a slow start that year. But uh, you know, you got the Giants, where he had two catches, thirteen yards, three catches, thirty-seven yards against the Redskins later in that year, three catches, forty-eight yards, four catches, twenty yards against the uh, the Vikings. So he he. he you look at his numbers, you had about three or four good games, standout games, standout performances. The rest were pretty mediocre. Average games. But for whatever reason, Kelly loves him. And I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and I see a team with a lot of questions. The biggest question is your quarterback position. Sam Bradford, what is Sam Bradford going to be? What is Sam Bradford going to be? Who is Sam Bradford going to be? How good will he be? Can he stay healthy? I mean, a lot of questions. And, you know, obviously time is going to give us the answers that we, we just that we, Time will give us the answers. But I, I just look at it, and, and I just, you know, I just, I, I just have my questions, and I guess time will answer those questions. But I mean, I think if you look at the Eagles, defensively they made some upgrades. Offensively, question quarterback position, wide receiver position. You know, you got Nelson Aguilar out there. 
Miles Austin there, Josh Huff, the mentioned Ryan Cooper. But your your number one wide receiver and Jeremy Macklin is wearing a Chief uniform. Your other number one wide receiver from two years ago, Deshaun Jackson, is wearing a Redskins uniform. We're going to get to John, Deshaun Jackson in a moment. So <laughs> the Eagles have questions. And, you know, Chip Kelly has made a lot of bold moves, a lot of moves that had people shaking their heads, scratching their heads, and, you know, just in pure and utter confusion. But we'll see if those work out. See if those moves can work. Deshaun Jackson. Uh, you know, he no one can touch Deshaun Jackson to him. You can't guard him. Well, guess what? He hurt his left shoulder. You know, run, run into a sled. You know, grade two separation. You know, shoulder sprain. But, you know, according to people, maybe a one- to two-week drill situation. <laughs> he called a pass. Here's how it happened. Pass, hit the ground, then, sled, then slid into a sled. Okay, so he caught that pass. You know, hit the ground, then he slid, ultimately hit the sled. And he was out. It hurt. Obviously, you got to have him. Beat him. You need what he brings to the table. You de most definitely need what he brings to the table. But uh, uh, fortunately for him, fortunately for the Redskins, doesn't seem too serious. One to two week thing. You know, and ultimately he'll be back. Hopefully he will be balling. Hopefully. Tom Brady. And, you know, the whole deflate game situation. I heard Darrell Rivas talk about this the other day, and, and he said something to me that was profound, that was interesting, and so, so true. Essentially, he's saying that this is basically dragging on too long. You know, we started here in January. Now we're in August, and we're still talking about it, and we don't have a resolution. Like, you know, at first, I'm thinking, okay, maybe the four games or maybe some kind of suspension was what should happen. And as I go through it now, and I don't know if I'm just tired of it. I don't know if I'm annoyed by it. I don't know if I'm just bored of it. But I'm at this point now where I'm like, let's get on with the get on. If you're going to suspend them, suspend them. And they did all that, but let's get through this thing fast. And if you're a league, let's get this. let's get through this. If you're talking the business of the NFL, I'm like, we're, we're focusing on this off the field stuff. You know, we're, we're we're talking about balls, footballs, talking about. We're talking about PSIs and the weight to the footballs and all this stuff. Like I'm at the point now where I'm like, enough. I'm 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 done with this. Like, figure something out. Settle on something. 
and I, I understand Brady. He's going to fight to the end. And I know, you know, he said under oath, he didn't know. He didn't knowingly. He didn't willingly. He didn't coerce anyone or tell anybody to do anything related to the footballs. I'm believing it. I don't believe Tom Brady. I don't believe him at all. But I get why he's fighting. He's fighting for his good name. Fighting for his good legacy. He's fighting for all of those things. But I'm like, at this point in time, let's just do something. Let's just do something. I mean, let's settle on something. I mean, we've been dealing with this for eight months now. August. We, st we started with this in January. And we're in August. And we're still talking about it. Same exact stuff. You know, email leaks came out. Well, we'll get to those in a moment. But, you know, you got the email leaks. Tom Brady not giving up his phone. And my sense is, you know, if you're innocent, you cooperate, you have what you need to hand over, and you deal with it. That's my thing. But obviously, Tom Brady. Didn't necessarily do that. Apparently, his agent is saying that they were going to give over something. They were cooperative. So, I mean, it, you know, you, you hear both things on both sides. The Brady camp says they were cooperative. The league says they weren't. It's a lot of he said, he said. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care who did what. Also, the Thing if if the 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 Patriots won in, in that Colts game and let's just say they outscored the Colts twenty eight to nothing in that first half where they were playing with apparently that happened then I would think it'd be much bigger of a deal but you look at the second half of that game when they played with the properly inflated footballs well the uh, the Patriots scored the Colts twenty eight to nothing. It wasn't even a game. It wasn't a if the Colts were properly inflated in the first half. The Colts got their butts kicked. And then the following week were properly inflated footballs, regulation footballs. Brady and the Patriots. Well, they, they beat the Seattle Seahawks in comeback fashion. Tom Brady, the reason why he balled out. So I'm at the point now where let's just get on with the get on. Figure something out. And, and you know, Antonio Cromartie said, you know what? Usually, the the, the 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 punishment for something like this is twenty five thousand. No games, twenty five thousand. And the more and more I look at this thing, the more and more I focus on this thing, the more and more I read about this thing, the more and more I'm just saying, throw this man a fine and move on with his life, and let's move on. And and for those of 
I don't think the league is out to get Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady is guilty on some level. But I'm like, the league, why would they want to go after maybe their most popular player, maybe the greatest player in this era, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest of all time possibly? Why would you want to put him through that? So that leads me to believe that something transpired. Something. But I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I was cool with you know, the, what, the, first and the, the first and the fourth and, and a fine for organization. I was cool with that. Fine for the Patriots. I was cool with that. But, you know, and I necessarily didn't have Brady to get suspended. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so Tom Brady, Roger Goodell, they meet August 12th, and they're going to figure the whole thing out. Hopefully everybody can move on happily and, and just get on with the get on. Let's get on with the get on. Tired of it. Can't take it no more. Don't want, to, don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it no more. I'm done with it. Let's move on with our life. Come on. And speaking of this story, Tom Brady had some interesting emails that were leaked related well, transcripts and, and emails and everything that was released related to Peyton Manning and his belief that Peyton Manning, the end is near, and that Peyton Manning's got about two years left, and Tom Brady has much more time. And you look at it, the email was dated November 1st, 2014, Patriots had just beat up on them, the Broncos in week nine. And so, Tom Brady said, I got seven or eight years. He has two. That's the final chapter. Game on. And there's probably some truth to that. I mean, how much longer does Peyton Manning really have? I don't think Peyton Manning has much left. I really don't. I don't think he has much left. And I look at, you know, and I feel like he's never going to win another Super Bowl. He's, the team, he's just not good enough at this point. He can put up gaudy numbers, but I don't think he's, it's good. I don't think it's going to be good enough, and I don't think he's good enough at this point in time to bring his team over the top. You know, you look at, and I've, I've always said this when it comes to the Broncos. I've always said this with Tom, when, when Peyton Manning went there. Their best year was the year the Ravens ultimately won the Super Bowl and ultimately beat them. That was their best chance. They were a better defensive football team. And then, you know, you look at uh, you know, the following year, he put up more, much more gaudy numbers, record-breaking numbers, 
and still, you know, he gets to the Super Bowl, he goes up against that Legion of Boom, and they boom him out and beat him up and send him on his way. They send him on his way. He was done. And so you look at that, and and then last year, you know, not a great performance at all in the playoffs. Not great at all. And ultimately, bad performance. And ultimately, he was sent packing again in the first round. And granted, he played with a torn calf. But the point is, at his age, at this stage of his life, you know, his age, injuries are part of the situation. You know, injuries are, are going to, when you get older, injuries start to affect you. You know, you, nagging injuries and other different type of injuries start to come upon you because of your age. The end is near for Peyton Manning. I don't think he has much left. As a matter of fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's done after this season. I really wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, for him to come back from what he came back from with that neck, and, and for him to come back from that, and to, to be able to put up the type of numbers that he's putting up, you know, to, to be able to, to to put up, what, 50-some-odd touchdowns and, you know, put up crazy, crazy numbers over the past few seasons, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. But at the end of the day, when it comes to playoff time, whether it's the Ravens, you know, whether it's the Seahawks, you know, he's he's flamed out. He has flamed out. And and not able to get it done. Chess has not been able to get it done. And so you look at it and you're just like, Well, how many years can you continue to to go through this and, and, and watch this happen and uh, until eventually you say to yourself, Well, he just doesn't have it. He's, he, he can't get it done in the playoffs. He, he can't get us over the top. How many years, if you're John Elway, do you decide, well, we got we may have to go in a different direction? Because you can't expect this guy to continue to to come up small in the playoffs. And he, the, the Colts, he came up small in that game. He was horrible. Peyton Manning was horrible. He was bad. Absolutely bad. You know, he he was bad. And so with that being said, being that he was so bad, and, you know, being that he had, obviously he had the neck. Now, you know, he had the issues with the calf. And, and being that, you know, this guy is no spring chicken anymore. He's just not. He ain't young no more. Not a young guy. You know, so those injuries start to catch up. Father time wins all the time. They win all the time. You know, you're 39 years old. Eventually, you're going to be 40. And eventually, man, you know, you by when the season ends, he'll be he'll be 40 next March. So, Peyton Manning, I, I agree with Tom Brady. I I totally agree with him. I can see Tom Brady lasting five, four or five more years. 
and I can see Peyton Manning lasting maybe another year or two. It's not just one more year. I can see Brady going another seven, I don't say seven, eight years. That's a long time. That's a long time. He's 38 right now. So if he goes another seven years, and maybe it's exaggerating a little bit, but if he goes another seven years, he's 40, 45 years old. That's only, that, that's, that's, what are you talking about? Steve DeBerg, uh, uh, you talking about Steve DeBerg land. Steve DeBerg, even that wasn't really that good at that age. But, I mean, theoretically, if Tom Brady can stay healthy, maybe that's possible. Maybe that's possible. But I, I, I can't see Peyton Manning. I think he's done after this year. I think it's his last year. I really do. I, I think after this year, Peyton Manning is done. Uh, you know, I think this is it. In the two years, it might be right. Because you look at it last year, you know, he had that wrote that email in November 2014. You know, he went through that year, and he's going to go through this year. And I think it's, it's it. So one thing you can say about Tom Brady and when it comes to Peyton Manning, he didn't lie. He's not lying when he, when, he, when he's talking about this because he, he's actually, in my opinion, you know, telling the truth. He's telling the truth. And obviously you, you rarely get a, a situation where guys tell the truth the way Tom Brady did in that email. And obviously I don't think he ever knew, ever thought that he, that, I don't think he ever thought that the email would become public at any point in any time. I don't think he did. But it did. But I think it's truth. And I think it's, it's what he believes. And I think what he believes is actually true. I really do. But we'll see. Time will tell. But I believe him. I, I believe you, Tom. I think you're telling the truth here. I think what you're saying is, is absolutely positively correct. I think this is Peyton Manning's last year. And I don't think he's getting to the Super Bowl. I, I don't see it. I, I think this is it. And at some point, you know, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. And Father Tom catches, to you, catches you. It ultimately called Brett Favre. And, you know what, he had that big year where he went 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. You know, had the, the Vikings one game away from going to the Super Bowl. And then that next year, he decided to do it again. And when he came back, he was a mess. He was, he was horrible that year. He was horrible. The team was horrible. It all fell apart. He retired, went away, never came back. Which is not a bad thing for Brett Favre. Which is not a bad thing at all. <laughs> you know, he took a beating. And that streak ended. And it just all fell apart for the great Brett Favre. I think it's going to, I think it could possibly fall apart for Peyton Manning. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it does. I think Peyton Manning is a better quarterback than Brett Favre. But in terms of durability, you, you got to wonder if he'll be healthy enough. I think if he's healthy enough, he can play. I don't think he's going to get them to the Super Bowl, but I think he can still play. Now, if he's not healthy, obviously he's not getting them to the Super Bowl. Obviously, if he's not healthy, he's, he's missing games, and, and they're going to struggle. But I think, again, if he can stay healthy, he can play. But if he, you know, we'll see. 39 years old. We know what happens at 39. You get old. You get withered. 
You get beat up, and ultimately, you get you're finished, career over. Great run, congratulations. But I don't think Peyton Manning's gonna win again. We've seen his best opportunities, his best chances, you know, and uh, I don't think we'll see him again. Whether it's the Colts that year where they lost to the Saints in the Super Bowl, you know, whether it's all those other years where he, you know, he flamed out in the first round, or whether it's the year where the Ravens. And, you know, Raheem Moore in that long pass by Flacco and the tremendous run that he had, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's Andrew Luck, whether it's the Legion of Boom, he's running into somebody. Andrew Luck is only going to get better. The Colts are only going to get better. Other teams are going to get better. you got to capitalize when you need to capitalize, especially at the age of 39. Done. After this season. Mark it down. Write it down. Put it down. Peyton Manning won't be back. After this season. He's done. Done. <laughs> Let's go to the NBA now. Dante Exum. Utah Jazz. And, and you know, Dante Exum. Towards ACL. International play. And so. You know, you tear your ACL. You're now out for the year. A team that seemingly was was in the Utah Jazz who were 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 trending upward. You were trending upward, and now you lost your young point guard, gone, torn ACL, out for the year, injured in international play. And I look at, and then I think every time you 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 see injuries like Paul George, every time you see obviously an injury like Dante Exum, you think about and you talk about whether or not these guys should play in Olympic play, in international play. And I think as you think about it, you look at it, I I think if, if, you know, Mark Cuban talked about this at at length, at nauseum, consistently. And I think on, on some level, if you're the team and, you know, you're paying these guys, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, these these are guys a part of your team. You're paying that guy, and even if he gets hurt, you still got to pay him. So you're paying the guys. You know, you're you're paying paying these guys. You're investing a lot of money in these guys. You're relying on these guys to come back to you, being at 100 percent. And so you think about it. You look at a guy like LeBron James, who five straight NBA Finals appearances. You know, five straight NBA Finals appearance, hundred plus games a year. I mean, that that beats your body up, and then you go from that into international play. International play is physical, so you go into international play after NBA Finals play. You play there, and you're not necessarily giving your body enough time to rest. When does your body rest? When do you relax? When do you rest to prepare that body? For next season. And it's not like LeBron James is, is playing 50, 60 games a year. He's playing 70, 80 games a year. He's not missing games. He's not missing games at all. And this was the you know the first year where he kind of sat down for an extended period of time and, and it helped him. Worked wonders for him. You know, he, was, he came back, uh, uh, you know, energized, fresh, and prepare to go. And he finished the season strong. 
But you look at LeBron James and the amount of games he plays, and, and you look at Dante Exum, for example, goes through his rookie season, you know, 82 games, 82 game schedule, goes through that, then goes into summer league play, and then from summer league play, you go into international play. So there is no rest for your body, and then from international play, you're ultimately going to go off to what training camps, NBA training camps, starting to what September, October. So you're you're talking about now, where's your break? Where's your rest? And now. Dante Exum, he's gone for the year. And you look at Paul George last season, that horrific injury. He was gone for most of the year. Ultimately, the Pacers didn't make the playoffs. But the question becomes, even with all that being said, you look at the 1992 Dream Team. You look what that dunk did for the sport of basketball. It, it, it made the NBA, it helped make the NBA a global game, helped make basketball a global game. It helped. Big time. So, with that being said, you almost look at it as, as an NBA player, as a star, on some level, in order to, to grow the game, in order to possibly even grow your brand, it's best that you, you play in the Olympics because it helps not only the league, which you're a part of, and if the league grows and grows and grows, not only domestically but internationally, well, that helps you. That helps you. And so not only is you know you get the growth domestically possibly, but you get that growth internationally. The NBA is a global – the basketball is a global game. Everybody's playing it. Everybody. And so, global game, you know, the opportunity to possibly grow your brand, an opportunity to grow, you know, the NBA. I, I think it's, I think these guys should play. I really do. I, I think it's imperative that they do play. It, it sucks. And if I'm, if I'm an owner, you know, I have obviously some issues with it, maybe. But as an owner, I'm thinking, well, I I think I'm thinking small here. I'm just thinking about him and my, what he means to my team instead of thinking about him and what he may mean to my franchise and other franchises in the NBA. You know? So, with that being said, Paul George injuries, it sucks, it stinks. Dante Exum's injury, it stinks. It's horrible. You feel bad for the kid. You feel bad for the Jazz. But at the end of the day, it's what's best for the game. It, it's what's best for the game. It's helped growing your game. Help growing possibly your brand. It really is. But the Jazz now, you know, they're, you know, maybe they don't want to hear that. They probably don't want to hear that right now. They probably don't want to hear that right now. The thing is, it's terrible. I mean, it's just a non-contact injury. No contact, no nothing. He gets into the lane, the knee buckles, done deal. He's out. The whole year. 
out the whole year. That's terrible. That's terrible. And speaking, you know, you got a bunch of different NBA players at the USA, Team USA, basketball mini camps. LeBron James is there. He's not going to play. They're not going to play. You know, they're going to play. You know, they're going to go through some of the drills and everything. You know, non-contact workouts, some scrimmages, things of that nature. But, you know, those guys had to be there in order to be considered for the 2016 team. So, there, you know, a lot of guys are there. Mello's there. Bradley Bill, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan. You know, Kyrie is there. Bunch of different guys. So, you know, LeBron is there. Not going to play, but they're there. So we'll see what happens moving forward. It should be, uh, you know, interesting to see if guys are going to fall off. Guys are going to be like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm good. But guys are going to be like, well, I, I can't risk it, man. I'm good. You know, we saw Kevin Durant pull out after the Paul George injury. He was like, I'm good. Can't do it. You know, and, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. And I remember back in 2004, you know, a bunch of players bailed out. And I think more that was more of the safety concerns being in Greece. And there was a lot of big concerns with a lot of players of whether or not they can be properly uh, protected and, and, you know, be safe over there. You know, and that was Allen Iverson was leading that team over there. Man, I wish AI could have got himself a gold medal. But anyway, but you look at it and, again, think bigger. Think big. Think big. Think big. You got to think big. And, you know, thinking big will lead you to believe and, and lead you to to recognize that it's very important that you go over there to grow your brand, grow the league, and everybody grows. And everybody benefits. Jazz may not benefit right now. Pacers didn't benefit. But the league grew became a global game. And I, and I say this all the time to guys, you know, people, you know, you're young kids, well, I want to play in the NBA. You know, I want to play in the NBA. Well, guess what, man? I'm not saying you, you if this is your destiny, it's your destiny. But well, guess what, man? You're not only competing with guys stateside. You're competing with guys around the world. So this is, uh, this is not just competition with just, you and, and your your neighborhood boys and, you know, just people in the United States in general. No, no, no. You're talking about global. You're talking about competing with guys all over the world. It's a global game, the NBA, and it's fantastic. Second half hour, go for it. Start right now. Hey, what up? It's Quinn. 
Corey Almeida, a.k.a. Corey Live, host of Picturica on the Hub and warm-up host for American Idol and Dancing with the Stars. And right now, you are listening to Go For It on Blog Talk Radio with my man, Paulie G and Jeremy. Get it! And we're back. Second half hour of Go For It started right now. We were supposed to be joined by Willie Rofe in a second hour. First hour, I should say. Uh, we'll see. We'll probably get him back another day. But in the second hour, we're going to be joined by Padman, one of the starts of Creed, Sylvester Stallone's spinoff of Rocky. You know, it's a spinoff of Rocky. It's coming out on Thanksgiving. Sounds good. Looks good. Can't wait to see it, but we're going to talk to Padman. Ricky Dillard, a.k.a. Padman, is going to be joining us. He's a trainer in the movie. He trains, he trains Adonis, who was played by Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. So we're going to bring him in in this hour. And speaking of boxing... Floyd Mayweather has made his decision, and it's not really a decision that surprised many people. Kind of was a, you know, a lot of people knew what he was going to do. He decided that at the end of the day, for his quote-unquote last fight, because anybody who believes that this is his last fight, I got land in the West Indies, I want to sell you. But he says this is his last fight. I don't believe him, especially if he wins. If he loses, maybe it is. But if he wins, Goes to 49-0, you know, matches that that mark by Rocky Marciano with the opportunity, the opportunity to get 50, the opportunity to go 50-0. With that opportunity, staring him in the face, I don't think there's no way, no way, no way that Floyd walks away. No way he walks away. Floyd can't walk. He's not walking away. With an opportunity to win for 50, and then he's a promotional free agent at that point. A promotional free agent at that point. If he's a promotional free agent and, you know, he don't have to deal Showtime, you don't have to deal with HBO, he can go to the highest bidder. He can go to the highest bidder. <laughs> we'll see what Floyd Mayweather does. We'll see what Floyd does. But, you know, obviously fighting Andre Berto, uh, not the fight many wanted to see, Thurman, maybe Porter, maybe even Amir Khan, or even Triple G, but we got Andre Berto, and it is what it is. You're listening to Go For It on Block Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It. Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. And the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but... That doesn't mean it. anything in the playoffs, time. When the playoffs come, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I was, uh, trying to throw you, you know I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that, you know, we know that you can tempt married women. We've seen you You, you have a pedigree. We've seen what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around you. I just don't know what you're Come capable of. Come on, now. Come on, now. That's all That's not Robbie. That's called brother. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're Thanks. very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. 
You really do. <laughs> so- and we're back. Go for it, Block Talk Radio.com. Paul Gainer talking sports, having fun doing it. We're about to bring in a guy now. Creed, big movie coming out Thanksgiving, a spinoff of Rocky. Sylvester Stallone doing big things with that particular movie. We got a guy now who's a part of that. A guy who was very instrumental in helping train uh, one of the stars of that particular movie, Michael B. Jo- Michael B. Jordan. Excuse me. This man was very instrumental in, in getting Michael B. Jordan to become a, a slick Philly style fighter. This man we're about to bring in. This man is very great and very good with those pads. He knows how to handle those pads very well. Let's bring him in now. Ricky Dillard, aka Padman. Padman. What's going on? How are you, sir? I'm alright. I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. You having me here? For sure. Now, before we get to Creed, I got to get your take on the Mayweather Berto uh, match. What's your thoughts on that particular fight? Get beat up. <laughs> no shot. Uh, Roberto. Nah. <laughs> are you surprised? Are, are you surprised that Floyd took the maybe an easy fight for possibly his last fight? I don't think it's going to be his last fight. But you, do you think? Are you surprised by the selection, Roberto? Nah, I ain't surprised. And all, because, um, you know, it doesn't make the money yet. So, right. So he's, not, he, so he's not going for the belt. He's going for uh, whooping. <laughs> I mean, he's going to get beat. So I think he's going for the money. Right, right. And, and you know, a lot of people believe ultimately that Floyd Mayweather will get it done come September 12th. Let's get back to you now. You're doing big things in Creed, a spinoff of Rocky, and that's coming out on Thanksgiving 2015. You were discovered by the director of Creed in Philadelphia, but that all, the audition almost didn't happen. Tell us why. What happened? Well, you know, Charlie Badman, uh, uh, Badman 1, Badman 2, on uh, YouTube. You know what I mean? Everybody came to see me. It went all over Philadelphia. Every gym was filled up. It just happened so fresh. You probably gym, you know, gym I train out of was the last gym. They stopped okay. talk to two uh, young fighters. Fighters I, uh, I trained, 15, 16 years old. And um, when I pulled up, it, it, it just happened so that day, I pulled up to the gym early. So I used to go late. So when I get out of the uh, car, um, two fighters right up to me saying, uh, uh, the, uh, the producing director saying, uh, uh, they were shooting a movie. I didn't think none of it. You know, I guess I was in the store. Come back out. They was out there. Talking to them. They said they were my trainer right there. So I told them, I said, look, you want to see my work? There's some of it. You know what I mean? Just go to the uh, YouTube, type in Batman 1, Batman 2. And when they went to YouTube, they seen it. They said, oh, yeah, you the one you're looking for. Okay. Okay. And ultimately, you know, you 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 would audition. But before the audition, I know you were having some issues. Ultimately, you almost died before that audition. Tell us about that. 
trying to do is ultimately you had to train actor Michael B. Jordan and, and train and turn Michael B. Jordan into a Philly fighter. Did you make that happen? Yes, I did make it happen. Okay. There's a lot of training. We, we had come with the uh, bad man on the planet. <laughs> you had to why. Didn't laugh at all. But now I see why. Because, uh, I didn't know sitting on uh, me the movie called Softball. Okay. And and the guy who uh, was doing the fabric in Softball, he said, yeah, I, I get credit, credit too. <laughs> but, 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 they, but, but they can't got the right one, the baddest man on the planet, like they say. Not, so not bragging. Not bragging, right? But they, they can't get the right one. So you're the best man with the past. Yeah, who could do it with one hand? With <laughs> you better yeah. than Roger Mayweather. Ah, man. You better? Hey, let me tell you something. I was, we slick. I'm slick, crampy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I see where I'm coming up, while I'm boxing, you know what I mean? I teach my fight the same way. Okay. One thing about me, if I'm trying to the ring, I'll say him at all. <laughs> Another thing about me, if I train somebody, they're going to be training right ain't nobody going to say, I'll be somebody with bad man had, or had something to do with. <laughs> so, so, was Michael B. Jordan, was he a, was he a good student? Yes, he is. Yes, he okay. is. I had to train it up on him one time. So... Eight rounds sweet. Come back in next day. I told him we're gonna do twelve rounds. <laughs> they broke that thing down to three rounds. <laughs> so you you, you got him all straight and all ready to go. Yeah, yes I did. Let, let me ask you this. Hey, 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 he's a really good athlete. Okay. Good kid. Good heart. You know what I mean? Listen. Hard working. You know what I mean? Good. And, and so it kind of made your job easy. Yeah. He, he, uh, he, he, uh, he loved me so much, he started being slick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the way I told him, like the way I teach everybody else. Describe a Philly fighter. Say that again? Describe a Philly fighter. Heart. You got to have heart. Okay. Okay, 
Yeah, boom, but see, a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, uh, but fully, we, we, we got heart. And we, uh, we, we, uh, rumble, we come to rumble. Okay. So, let me ask you this now. Obviously, you're, you're on the set. You're, you're, you're doing some acting. How's your acting? I tell you, I, I will tell you. I'm going to tell you, like I uh, told the producer director. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it was pretty good, though. But you'll see when you come up. I'm not going to act. I'm a trainer. Okay. And, and like a lot of fans, you know, like a lot of uh, people are uh, asking. They ain't no act what you're doing. I said, no. It's not no act. It's not no act. <laughs> Now, no, no, do, do you, are you, are you going to do more acting? Is, is this just the start of 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 something big for you? Well, Creed, um, yeah, I think I will. It's going to be Creed two or three. After okay. this, I will believe. Okay. So this is just the start of something big for you, man. Yes, it is. It, it, you know, it's a blessing from God. Okay. Well, no doubt, no doubt. We're, we're talking to we're talking to one of the stars of Creed, Padman, and I want to ask you this now. And you talk about you know this opportunity being a blessing from God. You're a guy that has some has some ups and downs. Spent some time in prison, in and out of jail. You were a pretty good fighter in your day. If you yeah. were able to stay out of trouble, do you think you could have been yeah. a special fighter? Yes, I will. Yes, I, okay. yes, I will. Yes, I will. See, that, you know, finally got uh, up in age, I want to pass it on to somebody else. Okay. You know what I mean? Probably deserve it. That's my goal. That's my goal. Be the world champ. I'm going to get one. Okay. Like I did most of the tell Right. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 97. Uh, 
ultimately he was robbed in that particular fight. We all know he was robbed. But how much did that fight take out of him? I melted. Yeah. Talk about melted. Yeah, talk about Meldrick, Meldrick Taylor. Get out of him. Okay. Get out of him. I'm going to tell you something. You know, before I get home and start shooting that movie, I was like over 13 months. What crime I just committed? Cop line say he saw me throw a clear bag. And we don't when he when I the truck, got the clear bag, he got twenty nine big bags in the clear bag. <laughs> so you know what I mean? So they want me to take a deal. I wasn't taking no deal. I was sitting in jail for thirteen months. You know what I mean? Well I went in front of the Combinations who did who does big things and is doing big things in the movie Creed, which is coming out on Thanksgiving 2015. The one, the only Padman, and, and so now Padman, you're on the set with Sylvester Stallone. You're you're with Sylvester Stallone. What's that like, man? I mean, what's that like being around Sylvester Stallone? It, you know, it, it, you know, it's all great. It's all good. You know what I mean? So you mean for my first time. You know what I mean? You know, being around you know, big people like that. Right. Probably people like that. My first time. You know, you know what I mean? I was I was a little nervous. You know what I mean? Being around all these cameras and stuff like that, signing autographs and stuff like that. But <laughs> but it's a great it's a great feeling though. It made me more even stronger. It made it, it made me turn my work up with one hand. I turned my work up so bad that it and then we turned it down a little bit. Right. <laughs> Mike was in there. He ain't hungry, you know. So yeah. now, so now, obviously, the movie drops Thanksgiving, twenty fifteen, and, and you know, you obviously, you said it felt good being on the set with Stallone. Dream come true. Yeah. If I would have told you ten, twenty years from now, twenty years ago, I should say that you would be in a movie with Sylvester Stallone, what would you have told me? I love it different. Yeah, you know, you know, I broke my own record. 
on a Wednesday, uh, 2004, on a Wednesday, I've been 38 round street. Wow. Doing whatever. Street. The wow. very next day, on a Thursday, I went 48 round street. But the very, but that Friday, he ain't come back and tell me, what the happened at? Man, pay me home, home in bed sleep. <laughs> Let me. I want to want to ask you this now. You said you know you're 55 years old right now, and obviously you're still doing still doing big things with the pads. When do you uh, think you'll finally slow down? What what age do you think you'll slow down? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna be 100 years old. I'm gonna be 100 years old. Ain't nothing gonna stop me. I'm gonna be 1600. Okay. Okay. I'm telling you something, not bragging again. I can do terrible with somebody with good combination. You know, we're looking the other way. <laughs> so, before you got to this point, obviously, like we said, you were in and out of jail, had some troubles uh, along the way. Obviously, you're, you're you're getting things right. You're you're doing big things with Creed, but in prison. You used to do some things, interesting things in order uh, with some pads. You used to put toilet paper and socks yeah. together, yeah, and, 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 and you made pads out of that. Talk about that. Let me tell you, me tell you something. When I came in, you see the trainer walking around doing power work, the family stripping. Family stripping that. And them guys just got regular work gloves on plastic. <laughs> and somebody saw them who knew me, and you know what they said? I, I, I guarantee you, I bet you, I bet you, any kind of money you can do, none of your dreams, you train better than them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, this big church in the woods, everything like that, and I told, told the young boy, give me, give me four rolls of tissue and, uh, and a pair of socks. Wow. And when, they, and when I did it, and when they seen that stuff doing fabric, the little guy who they were trained, they started sending them to me. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a great story, man. Hey, Go ahead. Hey, Dimitri. Hey, Dimitri. Uh, Dimitri happened. Bernard happened to me. Right. Mm-hmm. 2004, uh, come home, like I said, in the house of jail. Come home uh, for penitentiary. June 18, my first day back in the gym. Soon I walked up the steps. God bless the dead. Mr. Green said, um, bad man, we're going to need a work of art. So I see what's going on, Mr. Green. He said, you meet yourself and fight in the softball. Now, both of them undefeated. You know, in the Michigan, they're hard to beat. You got to know how to fight because they got hard hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this boy told me, I'm coming to your hometown and knock you out. At the time, before I, before I uh, uh, came up, well, the, the, Gary Nickerson, Gary Nickerson betrayed me. So Mr. Green pulled Gary out and stuck me in there. For two days, and this is softball. Well, the Mexican boys was softball, but you mean you was fighting for two days. I gave him tear round power. First day, to my parents the second day. Third day, they're weighing in. 
Thanksgiving 2015. This man is going to be out there doing big things. Also, if you want to see his pad work, make sure you go to YouTube.com. Put in Padman1, Padman1, Padman2, and you can see this man doing big things with his pads and and, and turning fighters into champions. Padman, pleasure talking to you, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck. Let's do it again. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to have you. You know what I mean? Um, in, in, uh, in the room. For I'm sure, really for it. sure. Pleasure's all, right. all mine. Yeah. You the man. You, you the, the man. man. No, you the man. You the man, Jack. <laughs> you the man. <laughs> Take care. You the man. Yeah, God bless you, man. You too. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can work out sometimes. 
For sure, for sure. I don't know if I, I'm a little overweight. I don't know if I, how much, how far I can go, but we'll see. Check it out. Check it out. Let's see this face. I'm a doctor. I'm a man. Can't be worried about that. All right. Sounds good. All right. Take care. All right. Padman, one of the stars of Creed in theaters. Coming to a theater near you, Thanksgiving 2015. I want to thank Padman for stopping by. Uh, you can listen to this show, other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgan, where you can listen to this show. And other great shows, follow us on Twitter, at go for it. Can't. For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have one to get to Aaron Foster, but we don't have enough time. But everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a nice weekend. See you later. Take care. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.